0: Of Fruit of Colors. I hope you all are well and enjoying the beautiful weather. Well, I don't really know how the weather is in around the world, but here in the UK it's really nice. I hope you're enjoying it in your corner of the world. I want to thank everyone who are listening in and supporting what we do on this channel every single week. It honestly means a lot to me. If there's any new listeners that are tuning in for the first time, I only have one thing to tell you, and that is welcome to the family. So, today's guest is literally one of the funniest persons I've ever met. She's a ray of sunshine and it's all about helping and giving back to the community. So, I would like you all to welcome Songi. Hey, hey, how's it going? Hey, Songi, it's
1: all good. How's it going on your end? Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's 30 degrees. I'm sat here in a bikini and what more? Because you really asked for. <laughs> and I'm on this. <laughs> that, that is jokes. Soccer. So, life life is yeah well.
0: Awesome.
1: Oh unfortunately
0: I'm not sitting in a bikini so I'm just sitting here sweating. <laughs> it's really hot. Is it like thirty degrees right now?
1: Um I think it's 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 getting there. Obviously it's still quite early, but yeah, the sun is beaming, London is yeah. looking gorgeous and my little plants are coming out, so I'm a very happy girl.
0: <laughs> like popping out.
1: <laughs> awesome. Awesome.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll get some sun later on. I got some sun yesterday. We went to the park and it was really hot It was really nice, it was really hot I mean I think I got a little bit tipsy
1: Oh naughty, naughty, I mean you've got to get the vitamin D When you can, but wear, wear the sun cream Kids, don't want to be wrinkly
0: <laughs> I mean I don't think I need sun cream that's, I think I'm okay
1: That's that's what you think, but then when you're like 60 And you've got those wrinkles on your forehead You'll be, you'll be thinking, why didn't I wear sun cream When I was younger
0: <laughs> But don't I have enough melanin to like not have to have sun cream,
1: yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not
0: sure any black people using sun cream
1: or to prevent like cancer. Let's let's get deep, like, you just have to be careful. Like, oh. <laughs> obviously, like me, I'm half time, okay. and my grandma, she has the skin of a 20 year old and she's like 82. And that is purely from number one, eating sea cucumber, and number two, not going in the sun, eating so, what sea cucumber. So it's it's sea got, cucumber I never heard yeah, it, yeah it's a bit like the miracle moth, but the sea cucumber is like the main part it grows in the water and it's basically got natural collagen mm. it's, it's very expensive, but I'm telling you if it works on her I, I it's a blessing like it's a blessing I mean I've seen a picture
0: of your grandma. she looks amazing, so I wanna look like that when I'm eighty,
1: yeah, I mean she, she if I remember she- right like I didn't see any wrinkles, mm-. She she is she is glowing. Mm. It's because she's a Buddhist monk as well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lola. <laughs> okay, Songi. So can you <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from,
1: and what you do? Sure. So I was originally born in Leicester and then I moved to London at six months old, so I was I'm adopted. And I was extremely lucky to be adopted into such a wonderful family who are actually from the same like cultural origin as my birth parents. So my father Mm. is English Norwegian and my mother is from Hong Kong. And with my birth parents, it was basically the same mixture. My mother was English and my father was of Chinese origin, but we don't actually know his roots because my father doesn't actually know I'm alive. Um, And Oh. what what do I do I I so I was I'm a recent graduate from last year studied hospitality management got a job at swingers the crazy golf club unfortunately got made redundant but now I'm <laughs> working for a plant-based company called grubby and it's literally me and the founder and it's just really exciting times working for a startup and um, you just kind of get your foot in everywhere like one day I'll be doing sales the next day I'll be doing operations the next day doing like a marketing strategy so it's a real test of like energy mm-hmm. and like proactiveness but it's, it's great I love it
0: so you do like a little bit of everything
1: yeah I I am a very it sounds diverse. like you're doing
0: a little bit of everything
1: yeah I'm a very diverse baby Felicia. <laughs>
0: oh <laughs> i like that but, <laughs> but so who comes up with the recipes is it like is it you or is it the founder that come up with the recipe kits
1: no so the founder he he had everything to go like before covid hit he literally had all these contracts signed to go into the big corporate offices like jp morgan asos headquarters and the, and the recipes mm. kits would be on stand and at the front of the bag you'll have a qr code that you scan with an app and that's how you purchase the bag and then you take the goodies home and you cook them and they all come with like a pre pre-played like spotify playlist and it's just a really fantastic concept and i can really see it flourishing into something good
0: yeah that's actually quite cool because like a lot of i know that um plant-based plant-based food is quite popular right now yeah. um it has been for a while i feel yeah. like at least like in East London, whenever I went to East London, there was just like vegan restaurants yeah. everywhere. So I'm like, that is like amazing to to do like a kit because I guess like a lot of people that try to eat healthy or try to be vegan don't know how to cook or don't know what to cook. Yeah. So then it's awesome that you actually have like a recipe kit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think this yeah. is what gentrification has done, hasn't it? to East London, like, it's pushed in all the, the plant based vegan lovers, but we can't complain because we make money from them. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but no, it's great, it's great, it's it's good fun. Yeah, I need to
0: try that out. When obviously this COVID has just like been an asshole to, <laughs> to all companies. Mm-hmm. It's just been like, in- yeah, I mean, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I'm sad to hear that before it took off like that's what happened with the company but i can see it flourishing as well like i said it sounds like a great idea
1: yeah no it's it's going really well yeah thank you mm-hmm. Oh,
0: and going back to your saying that you were adopted
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm not gonna lie when you first told me that you were i was a bit confused
1: <laughs> I, I think that's the response <laughs> <to everyone. laughs>
0: But I think also it's because, like you said, it's so casual. Well, to be honest, I haven't met that many people that are um, adopted. But I think, like you said, it's so casual. And I was like, "What?" And then the fact it was from like the same mix, I got so confused.
1: Yeah, I I, I get that a lot because obviously, like for me, I don't really like I don't blag about things. Like with my adoption, it's just a, a conversation that will come in casually to me when I feel comfortable with, comfortable with somebody, and I I don't uh-huh. like making deal of it because obviously like I've been so blessed to be adopted into such a great family like they're so supportive in everything that I do like and it's it's just a great privilege and going back to like helping like the local community I think that's why I do like to give back because I was given something so special Mm. so you, you this this is why you should never take advantage of things and like you should always just strive to have ambition goals and just appreciate the love that surrounds you
0: yeah, that's no, true. So like whenever someone is like confused when you say like, oh, you adopted, do you get like offended or are you like, oh, it is what it is?
1: I don't get offended because I think when people get put up for adoption, they do try and match you to the same cultural origin that you're from. Obviously, it can be quite hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think people just assume that my parents are my birth parents because obviously I look like them. Um, yeah it's, it's an easy presumption to make I guess and I guess if I had a friend in the same situation as me I probably would have made that presumption as well so it's not that I get offended but it's I get I get irritated when people don't genuinely believe me because it's just like why would I make up something like that it's such a you know, yeah true. to make up um but I completely understand people's confusion
0: yeah I don't know if it has to do like if it has to do with like ignorant and be like oh why I don't know if it has to do with like when you see because personally when I've seen like a lot of like adopted um children they look completely different from their parents maybe okay. that's why in my case I got confused because I'm like oh normally they look very different like they maybe yeah. get adopted to like a white family and they're from an Asian country yeah um yeah or maybe African and to a white family and you're like oh no I think that's why I reacted and like got confused
1: no, of course. And I think that's like the typical like, so for instance, like my, on my Norwegian side, my dad's cousin, she's obviously Norwegian, and she's got an Ethiopian baby. And it's, oh. it's easier, adoption, yeah, adoption, it's easier okay. to understand that, okay, that child is most probably adopted. But for me, like, mm-hmm. when, I, when I do explain, obviously, my my background, people then do sometimes ask like, Oh, so like, are you born in China? and i'm just like no like you, like why why do you need to make that stereotype and you know what I mean? like i'm i've been born and raised yeah. in um but it is interesting
0: but do they say that like when, once they've seen you or once you said like you're adopted because you don't really look like you can see that you have some sort of like asian features but you don't really look like really really asian i don't know if that no, makes
1: sense i mean i'm <laughs> like you, you can tell that like, you're a mixed yeah, no, you can definitely tell that I'm a mix. Um, and, no, I think people mainly say that once I've told them that I'm adopted because they just make that stereotype of, uh, if you're adopted, you must have been adopted from mm-hmm. abroad. Even though in the UK itself, like, there are so many children that that, that are up for adoption. I mean, just kind of turn a blind eye to it because typically people do adopt from abroad. But, for instance, in my, yeah, in my, borough, in my borough, Tower Hamlets, like... The, the, it's a very high Bangladeshi community. And I know for a fact that there are so many Bangladeshi kids um, up for adoption. So if anybody wants to adopt, go to Tao Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> they should give you a job. Like promoting. <laughs> I have to think about that, like somehow getting involved with the adoption process, because I think it will be such a fantastic way to give back to what was given to me. Um, so maybe that will be... Yeah on my 2021 20, yeah, yeah maybe that could be a new project <laughs> well let's um yeah well
0: you you on an amazing business right now with the grubby so yeah once yeah. that's kicking off then you can maybe have the other one
1: yeah I don't know if
0: you can have like a part-time job or site thing I don't know if it's like a charity thing that you do or if that you actually have to start working
1: for adoptions your, oh, the, oh yeah probably be charity based like yeah. no the
0: adoptions. yeah okay okay got you so then so you move from Leicester and then you move to Le- London
1: yeah so I yeah I've lived in East London my whole life um and I live oh ooh, ooh, so I live in Tower Hamlets which is actually one of the least privi- privileges privileges I can't say that word I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm very dyslexic um one of the most underprivileged um communities in London Um, so yeah it's been it's been really interesting being raised in East London and just seeing it become gentrified and it's just got such a diverse range of cultures so I'm so lucky to have been Mm-hmm. in London because it is such a multicultural city like throughout my whole life I've just been immersed in so many different cultures like not just through mm-hmm. not through just people in like my local community but like when I went to school like my family was such a diverse family like we've got Indian we've got Chinese we've got Nigerian yeah. like, it's just insane we've got Spanish um obviously Norwegian so I've been very yeah. fortunate enough to be raised and so much culture because I think it just makes you so much more culturally aware and like yeah you know, you know what you can say and what you can't say like you know what is acceptable and you know when something is just like oh my god did you just say that like in shock you're just mm-hmm. you just look at me you're just like no um so so in that sense I have been extremely lucky to have been raised in such a diverse city yes I'm yeah oh
0: that's uh that's amazing Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, compared to me. (laughs) Compared to me, like, yeah, growing up for me in Sweden, it was not it was not the case. But then if you look at like England, obviously they have like a lot of generations from different cultures, like generations of blacks, generations of Asians. Mm. So it's I guess it's very different. But I I don't know where. I mean now you said it's in East East London. I don't really know where Tower what was it called? Tower Tower Hamlets. Tower Hamlets. Like is it far or is it central?
1: No, so it's so Tower Hamlets is it's a borough. So do you know, like Mile End and Bow? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's the that's the borough of Tower Hamlets. Oh,
0: uh, yeah. okay, yeah, it's very diverse over there. Yeah, I've been to Bow. Yeah. I have a friend that lives in Bow. Yeah. So yeah, so I've definitely been there. So yeah, I can see, I can see what you mean.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> when you say that, super, super, super diverse, um, and I mean, I think mm. if I was if I was raised in Leicester, I don't think I would have been immersed amongst the culture that I was around here. I know that's a massive generalization stereotype because I have, haven't really lived there at all. But as you know, like mm-hmm. London is the hub of just different cultures. We That's what we breathe. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, I have a friend that, um, she's originally from Leicester and she, she's also like a mix. So she's like a mix of like Italian and, Filipino oh, and she had told me like several times that you <laughs> actually have met her. Oh, yeah. But she had Funny. um yeah, she had told me that like growing up like she felt like it, they met like a lot of racism yeah towards them i think like she she said like oh, sometimes people throw like stones in the windows because like they were the only asian family there and they have like an issue with that so she just like from the sounds of it it just sounds like she's had a horrible experience in leicester yeah. i don't want to identify because i've never been there as well so i'm not gonna say like oh the whole leicester is racist mm. but that's the only thing I know of Leicester when she told me and when she lived there. Now she doesn't live there anymore, no but yeah, because yeah. she told me like her childhood was a little bit
1: like that. I mean, there, there is a stereotype that they say that people up north tend to have more racist opinions, but I just purely think that's just because they're just not as, like, I don't know if they're being as educated as people in London. Like, they're, they're just simply not surrounded by the mm. university that we are. So they just haven't adapted. Um, yeah. So yeah it's, it's a tricky one, isn't it? But th- let's be honest though, there is racism all around all around us, and yeah yeah it's, it just, very it, it true It's just very unnecessary. It's just we just need to educate one another. yeah: Yeah, no exactly. I
0: mean, like yesterday when I was watching the news, mm. I, I don't know, I can't remember the name of the city. I think it's called like Birdley or something like that in England, so they were saying like apparently there was like a football match. And then there was this airplane flying a banner saying, like, white lives matter. Yeah. And I was (laughs) like, okay. (laughs) So, like, obviously, like, the football team, they reacted, like, uh, and said, like, this is not acceptable. Like, if you're going to be a racist, you're not welcome and this and that. But it's just, like... Because we, obviously, when we say, like, black lives matter, it's not to diminish any other life. No, of course. But obviously, what was happening with in America, for instance, what's been happening here, what's happening in other countries, we are treated less than, like, we're treated like dogs. Mm. So, like, all lives can't matter until our lives matter. And I think, like, they, I don't know if they actually understand the meaning of it. Yeah. And that's annoying thing. Like, when they come and be like, oh, all lives matter or white lives matter it's a bit like, I don't think that they understand yeah. what what the meaning means with Black Lives Matter. And for me, that's annoying.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, yeah, you're right. It was in Burnley. Um, but just, Yeah, Burnley, yeah. I think, yeah, as you said, like, that's just shameful and they should feel very embarrassed. Um
0: Yeah. But maybe that has to do with like, like you said, like education, that they might not, because so, I know that some people like just turn a blind eye don't want to look or don't want to listen. But I think of, a lot of it has to do with like ignorance
1: as well. Yeah, no, 100%, you could mm-hmm. be now on the spot really. Um, yeah. Hmm. So if I would ask like, what is
0: the part that you love about London the most? Would it be like, that is diverse or do you have anything else that you love about London? Obviously the food.
1: Um, <laughs> 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 no, no, in, in all um... What food? <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing in London there is like everywhere you go, like there is just so much chance to try different cultures, like in different restaurants. Like, mm-hmm. yes, they might not be as like traditional, um, but you still get an insight into so many different cultures. Like you can go to different boroughs and just mm-hmm. be immersed in like the Portuguese scene, the Chinese scene, like just everything. It's fantastic. It's just, I, I, I just love mm-hmm. London. And I, so I went to uni in Oxford and, um, I didn't go to Oxford yeah. I went to Oxford Brooks just have to say but when I when I moved to Oxford I did really appreciate London a lot more because Oxford is a very white privileged city and mm. when I moved there it was a massive shock to the system I was actually very homesick um, I was probably oh. one out of three people who were of chinese origin in my whole entire block and it was just bizarre like i was just surrounded by so much like just like that just, just a lack of culture and it was just such a shock to the system um yeah i could naturally like find my group um i actually um hang out with a load of um, nigerians in my first year which was hilarious <laughs> like, like just such good vibes um but moving to a city like oxford was initially very hard but in all natural situations you do adapt and like you just try and show other people people your culture and at the end it was about educating those people because a lot of people who i went to uni with they lived in like surrey or kent and obviously they're 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 known to be very white privileged places Mm. um so when when you come to uni it was it was a big shock for me um and I actually had a flatmate. Were they like, yeah? Oh yeah, I, I had a flatmate who lived just outside of Milan. And apparently like she, she had never met a black person before, before she came to university. And obviously I had my Are friends serious? around a lot. yeah, I had my friends around and she was just like, that's the first black person I've met. And I just looked at her and I was just, I was just like, An absolute shock. I thought she was joking. And then she was like, Yeah, they're just how they seem in the films. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? Like I was just like, Yeah, what does that mean? Angry and like me and her, we didn't get along. We were very different individuals, like, but for me, I was just like, Wow, that has just been such a norm for me. I leave my house, there is so much diversity. And for somebody like that who lives yeah. in Milan, which is a bloody big city as well, I was just like, do you live under a rock, babes? Like, what is this?
0: Because um, <laughs> I'm like, I know that Italy has probably not the same amount of popularity, um, not popularity, um, amount of, like, black people as here. But I know that they have black people in, in Italy, like, especially, like, in the big cities.
1: Right, exactly. So I'm like, how? <laughs> I think in Milan, like, people in how... have, probably about 1.5 million people living there but may- maybe she lived in some tiny village I don't know but still come on like it was just bizarre bizarre
0: but just, yeah but then to say like oh it's like how it looks how they are in the films like
1: like, oh my I, god I, I'm
0: just glad that I wasn't there because I would just get kind of kick off
1: no of course and you, and you should like you should have to like educate these people tell them that what they're saying is so politically incorrect and yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's it is disgustingly shocking. It's just like we live, we're in two thousand and twenty. Obviously, this 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 happened in two thousand nine. Yeah, still like we, it's it's just bizarre, isn't it? And we are we are lucky that we now both live in London, and we are just so used to the diversity. And like I, I feel yeah. when I'm around different cultures, and like you bounce off different cultures, like yeah. Yeah,
0: and you learn from each other. Like, did did that girl like learn from from you, or no, no I did she I, understand that that was not.
1: I I think she did learn and like, I guess it was insightful for her, which is a really odd thing to say, but. Mm-hmm. She, I, I I mean, I I don't really know. Like, she she was a very strange individual one, but. <laughs> I'm hoping she has learned from her experience, and I'm sure moving forward, she 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 probably won't have that stereotypical um, yeah thought about just like generally generalize gen, generalization. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I know what I mean. Because I'm like thinking about it now, because um, like whenever we. I think like in other African countries as well. But whenever we used to go back to Uganda when we were younger, like me and my family, Mm. um, it's kind of like the same there as well. Because I'm like, they they have seen (laughs) white people, but then like they like stare if you're white and if you come to Africa. Because I'm like, I have like my family is also like diverse and mixed. They mainly mixed like with white Mm. So like when my cousins that are mixed with white comes um To the country like they literally stare at them And they call them Muzungu Which, is mean like, which means like white person oh my god, And it's just yeah. like It looks like they never seen like a white person And we're like oh my god So it might be like the same Because like I know that they do that in Africa yeah. And then for her to be like oh I've never seen a black person It might be the same So I'm like maybe I shouldn't get angry Thinking about that now I'm like maybe I shouldn't get so angry by her It's saying that because i'm not okay what she said was wrong but i mean uh, for her to say like oh she has never seen a black person i kind of like can understand that now if i look at the other perspective as well
1: i mean i think it happens all around like all the time but yeah it's, it's the way you then approach the situation isn't it and like what you say um but going back to you being calling was it white person sorry
0: No, it wasn't us. Actually, they have called me white person (laughs) as well, but they call like because they they can tell that you're a foreigner. Yeah, they basically can look at you and be like, okay, you're not from here. Yeah. So then they used to call us Muzungu. Muzungu. Yeah, and that means a white person. Yeah, (laughs) Muzungu. Yeah, so that means a white person in Luganda. I think they say the same in Kenya. Uh, I'm not sure. I think they say the same one. So if someone says
1: Muzungu, now you know what it means. Muzungu, <laughs> because because I get called White Ghost all the time by my grandma. And <laughs> why? So that's it's called Guaylo, so which is very similar Gwailo. to, to Muzungu. Yeah, Guaylo.
0: Ah, is like, that in? Uh, is that in like Cantonese? Is it what language? Cantonese. Yeah. Oh, Guaylo.
1: Guaylo. that sounds like. Like an African word. It's it's kind of an insult. It's basically saying you're you're Chinese, but you're white.
0: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) so she's like insulting you by calling you like a white ghost.
1: (laughs) If I don't eat like some traditional, interesting remedy she's made. And I'm like, oh, grandma, like I call her Popo. That's grandma in Chinese. And I'm like, oh, Popo, no, Mm. I I, I just don't like him. She was like, oh, you Gwaila. And I'm just like, oh, grandma, (laughs) don't judge me. I don't want to eat that. (laughs) I, I, <laughs> I feel like i need to meet your grandma oh she's she's such a g like sh- you, you don't mess with her my grandma's been through a lot she she has my my yeah. mom and my grandma have they've received a lot a lot more racism than i have like i i've been very privileged mm-hmm. as i said being raised in london and i think racism obviously is all around us but i i probably received normal mm-hmm. and so my grandma, she she, she was raised in Hong Kong. I'll just give you a little brief story about her. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because she is a fascinating woman. So she was born and raised in technically China. She was actually basically sold as a child and married. Oh, my God. She then had a child with her husband. And then she basically fled. She like ran away, moved to China, met my grandfather. He was quite well off. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he then had a gambling addiction, lost all the family's money. My my grandma had three kids with him, with my, my mother and yeah. my, two two uncles. And then unfortunately he died and so obviously their life was just a bit in tatters. My grandma basically had no money because he'd lost it gambling. So she decided to make the brave move to move to London by herself and leave the three kids in Hong Kong with family. So she could like okay. she could raise money in London to bring her kids across. So my grandma left mm-hmm. the kids for, for 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 quite a while I think it was like 5 years so she basically worked in top shop doing like sewing she worked in Siwu, which is a big chinese supermarket just as like like manual labor in Chinatown mm-hmm. and she she um, lived in Crouch Hill and she would consistently just get racist remarks made at her because her English was awful obviously like people would constantly say to her like it's a a saying Chinese Cantonese dirty knees and oh my gosh that's one that I had I received as a child as well like I remember I was on a hill um in Bo and this gal this gal pushed me down a hill and she was like Chinese Cantonese dirty knees and for me, I think I was about six. Obviously, I just didn't understand. And I was just crying because she put me mm. down a hill. I was hurt. And then my mum came to pick me up that day because I was at kids club. And I was like, mum, mum, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. This this girl said this to me. And she was just like, Songi, you need to understand that you're different. And I was just like, I just don't understand, mum. And she was just like, you, you are of Chinese origin, baby. Like, you're you are different. Mm-hmm. You're not English, like, and for, for obviously for like a six year old, you're just there, like, what is she talking about? And since then, yeah, I, I have never, obviously, I've never forgotten that. And obviously, Nira is my mum because I think that is that is the first racist encounter that I can remember as a child when I was six. Um, wow. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: obviously- wow. Well, so did you think like before that? Did you? Look at yourself and were like, okay, I'm not different when you were a child.
1: I think being in London, like, because you look around and everyone I went to school with, they were all such mixes. So I just thought, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm just a mixed baby, and I didn't think of it any differently. I just thought that was like norm. But then I think it's only when I'm actually like, obviously, I know that I'm different. Like, I'm of mixed cultural origins but I only really felt different yeah. when I was in Oxford it was really weird like it was very oh. very odd like just because I was just surrounded by so many British people I guess um mm-hmm. but yeah so going back to my grandma so she she then basically bought over her kids like a couple like five years later raised them off pennies like my mum mm-hmm. went in like the local area they did not speak a word of English and people would just like yeah. spit on them like they had to get a dog to protect them oh my gosh my mum are you like,
0: serious? Yeah. That's, that's horrible
1: like, yeah, my mum my and my grandma her, and this was in London yeah 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 yeah, yeah. this this was in like oh. crouch crouch hill ways um, and they, yeah, they would receive serious racism like my mum like people would tell her to fuck off and because my mum didn't speak English She thought that's how people saying hello to her, so she would go up to other people (laughs) and say, "Fuck off, fuck off, fuck off," and then one day she got severely beaten up. (laughs) I know it's 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 hilarious in hindsight, but but then yeah, so she was saying that to people like "fuck off, fuck off, fuck off," and then she like people beat her up because they were just like, "Who is this person?" Like, and then. my my grandma had to explain to her like no they're just taking the absolute piss like but it's for me as I said like I've been very lucky that because my my parents when my mother received racism like she obviously set me up to know what was kind of coming and I think Mm -hmm. because as London is such a multicultural city now and I've been very fortunate enough not to have received what she went through Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's horrible. Mm, I mean, yeah. I, can't, I can't even imagine like living like that and be like constantly. I mean, it's amazing, it's changed, but I can't believe that people like spitting on you and like, because you're vulnerable. So, what can you do? Like, can you go to a police? I don't know. I, Are they I, also going to be racist towards you, like the police, if you report it? So I, I mean, yeah. I so think
1: so the police would have done anything to them, to be honest. um. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because I'm like, just going back to what you said when you were six years old and were like yeah. pushed, mm. pushed on the ground and was called man. Because I just remember like when I was a kid, like I, I think around the same age that I kind of like realized that I was different as well because of a kid being, you know, mean and be like, oh, saying something like, are you as black as the, the night?" And I was like, what do you mean? Because like, oh, when I was younger, like, My skin color, I'm like, I looked at it and I'm like, I'm brown. So I did not understand why we were classified as black. Yeah. I was like, why are you calling us black? So I didn't know when she said that. I did not understand that. I'm like, why is she saying that when my skin is brown? Until like my sister tried to explain to me. I thought she was taking the piss at the time, but (laughs) because I'm like, we're brown. We're not really black. So why are we classified as that? And That's something that I've been thinking about. Like Even when I'm older, I'm like, why are we still classified as black when my skin is brown? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, no,
1: yeah some like it's just a massive general. Yeah, no, they, they are. And they just follow what each other say, don't they? They're all little sheeps. Um, yeah. um I remember like obviously, <laughs> obviously like I've got Chinese eyes and they are a bit more slitty than the normal eyes. Um but mm-hmm. that, that is one thing that I did get a lot of growing up is just people obviously holding their eyes to make the same eye shape as me and like you know me my my, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, my eyes are like they're actually quite big um but still that is something that I will always get so irritated by it's just like like what, what is the need like are you trying to make me feel different are you like I just didn't understand like but at the end of the yeah. day, I think people that are mixes like people envy them because we are the Aryan race (laughs) the most beautiful (laughs) (laughs) yes you are
0: yeah I mean that's like a classic one to do the eyes I remember as well growing up in school and had like some Asians in my class maybe it was in my I I don't know if it was my class but yeah same age different class maybe and people like tease them with the eyes and I think it's just like the small things that I, I don't think they realise, like, what that does to you. Yeah. So, I'm like, I think they're thinking, looking at that and be like, oh, this is funny, ha, ha, ha. But then it's actually not funny.
1: No, it's... it's and they don't
0: realise how that actually affects you in the end of the day.
1: It's not. I, I think, and when I, I, so I work in hospitality, as I said earlier. And when I was, I, mm-hmm. I did a placement in a really beautiful boutique um, hotel in South Bank. And people mm-hmm. who, they're, 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 a lot of them were Italian, who I used to work with and they they would just always um um do the slit eyes to me and i'm just like all right like it's not funny but they just they just they just and How old were they? Well they they were adults. This was, this was like 2 3 are years you serious. Yeah. Um but
0: but at that age surely you should know that that is wrong.
1: No of course of course but in in some cultures like they are just racist towards certain other cultures um and unfortunately, like yeah, I think. Did I, you like tell them off? Yeah, of course I did. Of course, uh, you you know me. If, yeah. if I think something's wrong, I will speak up. I I am not one to keep my mouth shut. Yeah, um, that's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true.
1: But yeah, they had they had a firm word with Miss Songy Bongs. Don't you worry. Um, but. <laughs> I want to know what that was all about. <laughs> I hope that they
0: like learned from that. and was like okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I hope they because I don't know. Yeah. If... Yeah.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, I think like it starts, obviously, because um, I've always said like it starts from the home, like if your parents say something, then obviously yeah. you're going to reflect that as well. But and obviously it's so hard as well, because if your parents don't say anything, but maybe you have a friend that has parents that say some stuff like that, and then you're going to reflect that on your friend, and that's still going to spread. So I'm like, I think it's just important that all family takes accountability like educate the children about... Racism or like this is, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that. No,
1: 100. 100, 100. Just to like avoid,
0: yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. then you grew up, I don't know if you had like, if you had like insecurities when you, about yourself when you were growing up because of your mixes or because of that you look different. But I'm like, it, I know that affected me like really, not badly, but affected me like a lot when I was a kid and I did not. And I was just trying to like fit in. Yeah. where I could clearly not fit in. yeah. Well, I could, yeah. Well, I felt like I was not, never, whatever I did, I felt like it wasn't good enough. Yeah. That I still
1: like didn't fit in. So I don't know if you felt the same. It's, I uh, for me, I think I, I, I don't, I didn't really feel like that. But obviously like there were certain remarks that people would make that would question like, oh, maybe I should make myself look a bit more westernized. So it's like, it's like little things like people mm-hmm. say, oh yeah, Songi, your hair's black. And I'm just like, my hair's not black, guys. Wow. <laughs> What's like. wrong with that? And for me, it like it just always triggered me when people were just like, yeah, your hair's black. Because that's like with Chinese people, they people just always assume Chinese people have like black hair. And it's just like mm-hmm. because it's dark, it doesn't mean it's black. There are different shades of brown. And I think that goes back to you mm-hmm. were saying that people um were just like you are brown, do you know what I mean? Like and people were saying mm-hmm. like, like calling you the night or whatever. Um yeah but it, it all intertwines and it's just it's it's just all about educating people as we say like it's, mm-hmm. it's a tough one. Oh, definitely mm. yeah definitely
0: so like obviously I'm not from the UK but like how was it going to school for you like how was it growing up and going to school for you was it just like the person that said well that was outside school was it like when they pushed you
1: yeah that was that was in a kids club yeah but, yeah
0: yeah. So like in general, going to school, did you get like remarks about your hair and your eyes? Was there anything else as well that um, you remember?
1: At school, I know it's quite like just typical stereotypes. Like people, I know, I don't know if I should say this on the podcast or not, but just people being like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Chinese people, like, I really want to have sex with them because they've got tight vaginas and all these kinds of <laughs> <laughs> What the i not heard that. Oh sorry
0: for no <laughs> sorry for laughing I just did not expect that.
1: No like I don't think I've heard that. that that's one that I would consistently get at school and yeah it's 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 a it's a massive generalization um, and all the boys would just go around saying that and then obviously yeah.
0: Like saying that to you so they can like
1: why did they say that to you so they can jump in your pants or, yeah, or what probably they're just like oh me like obviously oh like God. you're half Chinese like you must have such a tight vagina and I'm just oh like that's what so inappropriate. I know I know Um, obviously that was would would that, that's when I was in secondary school not primary school Um, that would be very odd if that was in primary school because you would literally be like yeah imagine <laughs> Like a little kid be, what, so libido is high but um other than that like I, I I think I've been obviously very privileged in the sense that I haven't personally been like necessarily like bullied but then you could you you could say that people mm-hmm. doing th- th- those racist remarks with my eyes my hairs and all that is is rate it is a form of racism um yeah but, For me, like, I've just... It's a form of bullying
0: as well. Yeah, no,
1: it is, it is. Um, But with me, like, people just like, oh, like, like, obviously they realise I'm always mixed. Um, But then, Mm -hmm. like, being a mix of two cultures, it's not always a negative. It can be an absolute positive as well. Like, people are just like, oh, that's such a beautiful mix. Like, then they do really start to get intrigued Mm -hmm. about your culture. So I think Mm -hmm. as, as long as somebody is... An educated individual being raised well have like genuine interests about different cultures then it can all like really unite together And like it doesn't always have to be a negative um so it's just like taking time to like want to get introduced to different cultures and understand like their traditions mm-hmm.
0: no definitely do you, do you believe that it has to do with like traveling as well yeah so I, can, I can't see see someone, there's a traveller being racist. I just can't understand that. Because like most people that I have had, um, that I have met this travelling, they're always like intrigued about your culture, about you and want to know a bit more. So like, yeah, do you believe that travelling has a lot to do with it?
1: It's It's a very tricky one. Yes, if you're doing travelling like backpacking and actually getting immersed into the cultures but a lot of people they they go on these bespoke holidays to like Thailand and stay in resorts and eat fish and chips that's not traveling that's not being immersed in someone's culture that's taking advantage of someone else's culture like so yes and no like I know a lot of people that went to university they'll go to Thailand and they'll stay in a five-star resort and it's just like but then I know subconsciously, because they say remarks, that they are subconsciously still racist. So it's, it is a tricky one. But for mm-hmm. me, like, I've been very fortunate enough to, like, travel around the world with my family. And, yes, I do think that has opened my eyes to a lot of different cultures and made me respect them yeah. And, and, yeah, understand their traditions more. So is it yeah. a tricky one? I don't I
0: don't understand, like, how you can go on vacation or, like, a holiday and just stay in your hotel. I don't get it
1: yeah but then maybe uh, because
0: like i'm completely different too yeah because i'm like if i travel to a country i want to see the country i want to learn about the culture about the food about everything i will you never find me sitting just in a hotel unless it's like raining outside and you can't like if it's a storm but i do not understand because what is the point Mm -hmm. then you might as well stay at home i know that it's like a sunny weather but (laughs) like you have the weather on your side but yeah i don't get it exactly yeah
1: Yeah. i don't get it it depends how you travel yeah,
0: true, true so, yeah, I'm happy that I have like Because I have like a travel buddy <laughs> But she's a, a really good friend of mine But we tend to like travel a lot And she's the same way as me Like whenever we travel We want to find out about the culture yeah. So yeah, so we do a lot of stuff outside And not, because we never book like five-star hotels Because we're not going to be there the majority of the time mm. It's just literally just sleeping We book like a decent enough hotel Yeah um, And yeah, but that is just for sleeping <laughs>
1: Because, yeah, because we're always out, out and about. It's a real tricky one as well when you think about travelling. And maybe this combines with people who are not as privileged because, obviously, in order to travel, you do need money. You need a disposable income. Mm. And maybe there is a link that, like, racism, uneducated individuals, maybe, I know there's a massive generalisation, but, obviously, they, if you can't travel, then you, you're not going to be immersed with, like, all these different cultures, um, but then, at the same time, you, mm. you can then backfire and say, "But you can just pick up a book and read about cultures." So it's all about the individual wanting to learn, yeah. educating themselves. It's not hard. You literally, you can go, yeah. book, you can pick up a book, you can read it online. There's there are sources everywhere for culture.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. I agree. And the one thing that bugs me as well is like they, some people are so willing to eat like um food from different countries in different cultures but then again they will go around and be racist like I don't understand that as well yeah no so I'm like if you if you're intrigued about the food don't you want to learn about the culture and like find out Mm. instead of being like so it's okay for us to open businesses for you to eat but then it's not okay for us to be in your country yeah it's or it's okay for you to say like racist remarks
1: it's bizarre isn't it like I mean going back yeah restaurants and eating new foods um obviously since covid hit obviously covid did originate from wuhan in china um mm-hmm. and since then i think i my, i know a lot of people have refused to eat from chinese takeaways because they know or they think that Obviously the virus had spread from China, so they think, oh no, all the Chinese restaurant and all the Chinese people must be infected. <laughs> but obviously this is from the extremely uneducated. Um, like how how mm-hmm. how thick can you be? Um so I think it did put a lot of Chinese um businesses in, in the shit for a bit. And I know partly, oh, okay. I think I was telling this to you recently that like initially when COVID um hit, I think it was how long ago, is it three, four months ago? Like going to work on the train, people. Yeah. yeah. people would stare at me funny because I am of Chinese origin, and my dad would message. My dad messaged me, being like, "Songyi, have you and your brother received any racism um, due to COVID?" Um, and I hadn't directly, but I, I realized that people did start to like distance themselves from me on on public transport, um, and especially because I have really bad hay yeah. fever. So they just assume that my my um, sneezing <laughs> was the cough, and I'm just like, bro, like sneezing isn't even one of the main symptoms. Like, come on, um, it's, but,
0: it's again about like being uneducated, and like not having the right information. Just think, like, if we yeah. just do one thing, if we move, then like, oh my god, it's COVID. Like, come on,
1: yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Um, because I know there is there are there is a large population out there who genuinely think that the Chinese started and created COVID. Um, there, there are a lot of um, mm. interesting theories out there which are absolute... It's just, it's just quite funny, to be honest, isn't it? <laughs> um, but... Yeah. You- you just kind of have to see the funny side to it sometimes. Otherwise, literally, life could be insanely miserable because there is just so much negati- negativity that surrounds us. But you know me, like, I try to stay positive. As you said at the beginning, I try and be like a ray of sunshine. Um, but but, in kids, <laughs> <Well you are. laughs> but then obviously sometimes you have to be real and, like, you have to get serious. Um, like,
0: yeah, no, exactly. I mean that's very insulting. I don't know how you felt like when um people were like taking a distance or like staring at you because that's that's just is so stupid. It just, it like just because
1: angry. it originated from pardon? It it just made me incredibly angry and just thought how could I be surrounded by oh. so many uned- uneducated people when London is meant to it's supposed to be like one of the most like influential pretty like professional um Hubs and it's just like where where are you getting this knowledge from and what are you feeding to your kids which is the most worrying? Um yeah. So I just can't believe it. Mm. I don't know if you heard about
0: that um story, but I remember like I think it was around you know, again when this whole just came out. It wasn't at that time, it wasn't as bad here in the UK. We had yeah, it was quite bad in China at that time. Um I've heard like some kids beat up, like, a yeah. another kid was like, Chinese origin because they were like, oh, you're spreading the virus? Yeah. I'm like, are oh, you serious?
1: Yeah. That was in That's- Oxford Circus. Yeah,
0: Oxford Circus, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, how stupid can you – I, I, I just – I'm just in disbelief. Like, sometimes I just, like, I can't even speak because <laughs> so I'm just, like, I don't understand how – yeah, I just don't understand how it can be, like, uneducated.
1: Yeah, I mean, he in that sense. Yeah, because I think he got rushed by a gang and they obviously were just like, he was quite young. I think he was like, yeah, like 24, maybe like, yeah, similar to my age. And he, he got severely beaten up and they were just like screaming coronavirus, coronavirus at him. And wow. it's just like, golly, if if imagine if that became like the norm, though, how scary, like uh, that would have made me think I couldn't leave my house. Um, so, it, oh, my God it's it's just it's just so But well, luckily you haven't like got anyone jumping on you no which I'm happy no. about and I and I that you I, haven't yeah. yeah but I think I don't know like people I don't know how people perceive me do you know what I mean like I know some people mm-hmm. I, but this is about being educated and not again like some people will look at me and think oh like is she like, when I'm tanned I look quite it's weird people think I'm Spanish um but really? yeah it's it's really bizarre like i've i've had so, <laughs> people honestly people are just so silly um well you know I me mean? like i i look i look half i look i'm definitely like a mix i definitely got some sort of like chinese origin in me um mm-hmm. but pe- sometimes people just can't tell and i'm just like what are you are you blind like but <laughs> it's it's it's
0: bizarre maybe it's, like hard yeah maybe it's hard for some people like <laughs> You're probably gonna think I'm very, very silly. I found it like quite, I, sometimes I find it hard to tell as well. But you know, your favorite I don't know if you like her as an artist, but I know that you like the name Mahalia. I love
1: Mahalia. Mahalia.
0: My, absolute yeah, babe. yeah. Th- <laughs> your babe is <laughs> your little crush, huh? My bootang. My no, bootang. Joker. But for <laughs> <You're joking. laughs> me, when I first saw her, like when I first saw her, um, what was what was the song now again? Anyway, like when I first heard this, her song for the first time with a cover, to me, she looked like she was South Asian. I don't know mm. if it was you or like my other friend that was like, no, she's mixed. And I'm like, what? And I got so, because she really looked like South Asian to me. Um, and I know that one of my flatmates, she had told me, because she's like of Indian origin. And she told me like sometimes... And people think that she's mixed, like, no. mixed, like, black and white. Her because, Jamaican, like Jamaican, she... I swear. Pardon? She's
1: Jamaican English, I swear. Mahalia?
0: Yeah. She doesn't, okay, yeah. For me, she doesn't look like that. She looked, like, she really looked South Asian to me that first time I saw her. Yeah. And to so my friend, she's like, no, she's mixed, black and white. I was, like, really shocked. Yeah. But I guess, like, some people, because obviously, like, just because you're mixed, you're not going to look completely, like... A certain way, like, because at the end of the day, you inherit different amounts of, what do you call it, like, genes. Yeah. Like, some mixed black and white kids, I can just refer to that. Some mixed, like, black and white kids, they look, like, more white, or so they look more black. Like, I have cousins that, one of my cousins is mixed, like, black and white, and he looks Indian. Yeah. Like, he always, get, like, people think he's Indian, and he's actually mixed black and white. mm so, I mean, you, yeah, you inherit different things and then you just look a certain way. But I find it very, like, interesting, intriguing, like, how... How, yeah, how, yeah.
1: how different mixes come out. No, definitely. Um, yeah. Like, my, my ex-girlfriend, she is Jamaican English. And mm-hmm. she, like all her, like, she's a very beautiful individual. And, like, she's just got, like, freckles everywhere and... Like she's quite Western looking, but obviously you can tell she's definitely a mix of Jamaican. Um, mm-hmm. And then, no, how can you tell that she's a mix of Jamaican? So, like your skin complexion, like the features, um, like the consistency of her hair—is it can it be from any Caribbean country, no, <laughs> no I, African country? No, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can definitely tell, like she is of a mix. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite – it's not easy, but you can usually tell when people are from, like, yeah. a, a, a mixture of, like, a couple different cultures. Um, so yeah, I, I did a DNA test just because, obviously, like, me being adopted, I wanted to know, like, my full heritage. And so I use, like, Ancestry.com. And I don't know how accurate they are, but I went with it. And it was just so odd because I'm basically – as I said like the same mix as my birth parents but the only thing that I had in there that I wasn't expecting was being like 10% Polynesian and I was just like okay that's interesting it explains a lot because I'm always like oh yes I'm the real life Moana you know Um, (laughs) but, but I think doing huh no 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 go on no but I was gonna say I think if everyone did a DNA test, it would really reduce the amount of racism that people um, give off, because I found out as well that I had like, not that I obviously, like obviously I'm not racist, but maybe I have made racist remarks in the past, unintentionally, but like mm-hmm. it's like, I have found out that I was like 2% Jewish. And it's just like- Oh really? Yeah, I think if everyone did a DNA test, a culture would come up that they did not expect to have in them, and it would potentially reduce a lot of racism. Mm. As the gov, I think the government's just fling out a DNA test to everyone, and I'd, it would be really interesting to see what what comes out of that.
0: Yeah, but do you think like that will make a big difference though? Like if they found out, because like if some white person we have like a little, little, little mix of like Asian, but they still look white, I don't think. No, but I- I mean it will, it will still be different, uh, interesting. I do agree, but I think in the end of the day, they might be like, ah, uh, maybe like, um, gosh, now I forgot the English word for it. Maybe just like ignore the fact that they have some sort of mix. Because I think like what people don't remember is that the people, the human beings, have been traveling around the world for like decades. Yeah. So of course it's gonna be different mixes. Of course it's gonna have like some sort of, yeah. Like I have white in my family. If you look at me, you never think that I have white in my family. But my great granddad, he was of like white British origin.
1: Mm.
0: It was back in like the colon colon, colonial world. He had found like yeah, I guess like he went from Britain to Uganda, found a beautiful African lady, had kids. So I remember, like, my dad and my dad's family, they're very, very light, like my dad and his siblings. And I never really thought about that because I was like, obviously, you have different skin colors or skin tones in every race. Mm. But then, like, I remember I saw a picture, like, in, in his house where he grew up. And it was, like, a white man and a, an a African lady. I'm like, who is that? And he's like, it's my granddad. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that explains a lot. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> explains why my grandma had, like... Yeah, she had like looser, obviously looser hair type and everything. But yeah, so I don't think that like people think about it. But at the end of the day, like a lot of people traveling around and there's a high chance that you are different
1: mixes. Mm. Yeah, no, it is true. I just think it would be insightful for people. Um, and I mean, hopefully things will start to change um, with people educating one another, obviously all this protesting yeah. and just like, just speaking about it more often. Um yeah we just yeah. Like make things just more apparent and just just like stick with it and yeah as you said like speak up as a whole as a whole even if that's just like yeah speak yeah obviously there's social media going to protest and just like speaking about it in person to people and educating one another like for mm-hmm. me personally I don't really use social media that often um mm-hmm. so I personally like I will like speak about it and yeah it's just you just need to understand one another and just educate
0: yeah exactly and I think I don't know if it helps if you know someone from a different ethnic origin that they might be able to understand a bit more because I feel like some I don't know if it's correct but I don't know if some people like would take the time to understand what you're going through what I'm going through unless they actually know you if you know what I mean yeah of course yeah so it might be like yeah I think the, obviously it's wrong by not taking that initiative and learn still just because you don't know anyone with like a different ethnic uh, background. But it also does help if you know of someone because then you can relate and you can be like, okay, I don't, if you really like that person, you don't want them to go through that. So then I feel like you can do more
1: mm. by knowing
0: someone going through that. But no, definitely, yeah.
1: definitely. And I think, as I said, like, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have such diverse, um, like, friends so I, I did mm-hmm. speak to like my friends who when all this um stuff blew up in America and I was just like Jesus like help like, educate me basically like how, how do you feel like mm-hmm. um but I have to admit like initially like I didn't reach out to one of my best friends who um she is of black origin and because I didn't openly like express my opinions over social media. She, she did get very like angry at me. And then Mm -hmm. I, I, obviously it did make me think a lot. And I was just like, Oh my God, like, obviously yes. Silence is violence. Um, But for me, I was just like, I I generally was like going around speaking about it to people in, in person. So I I didn't really know what was right and what was wrong. Um, but I, mm-hmm. yeah I understood her frustration um unfortunately like sh- she's not talking to me she's so angry at me um but it's yeah, it's the yeah. tricky one isn't it because she came into it very angry upset and scared which I get but she approached mm-hmm. it in a very angry manner and I think that's not the way forward like to to educate a friend anyway like mm. i think that you need to like be a bit understanding and just like educate them but not get angry at them because yeah just because I didn't post on a social media channel doesn't mean that I was agreeing to what was wrong um, yeah and it, it, it was a very tricky one like it was it was it was a bit of a pickle um but yeah like in hindsight yes I should have just posted on social media but then for me I don't know it was it was a very odd one for me it's really hard to explain mm.
0: I mean, like I like I told you um a couple of days ago. Like everyone deals with things differently, like especially if you're already not on social media. then I personally, I don't feel like that is a huge deal that you didn't say anything on social media. Um, and at the end of the day, like this is a tricky thing. Like we don't, and I don't understand that she's angry. She shouldn't be angry at you because if she knows you, she should know like okay, you're not a racist um and stuff like that. So. I think it's just like an emotional cause like I've, it, I've been crying a lot during this thing. Yeah. Um, seeing what's going on. I've been crying. A lot. So for black people in general, it's a very, very emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> some people get angry as well. So I think like, maybe she just took out took that out on you, but that's not really mean it. Cause at the end of the day, she should know who you are. Yeah. You are a racist, but she should also respect how you dealing with things. So maybe you just needed a bit of time to like, know a little bit more. You never know. Like, everyone is on different paths so we should just respect each other and then just because you don't say anything now doesn't mean that you're not going to say anything later on if you really feel like okay I really need to speak out then you can go on social media or you can use other platforms or other certain ways to do it
1: mm. yeah I mean the thing is for me I didn't want to just like post something and then okay that's it I'm done I feel like I've given back now do you know what I mean mm. like, I, I genuinely yeah. speak about it on like on like a daily basis with like friends family whatever and I didn't feel like just posting like one picture because I know a lot of people like they're ju- they are probably just posting one picture and they think oh they're giving back so they don't need to do anything else it's about what you yeah. do moving on now do you know what I mean so for me yeah exactly I just didn't want to like be that person who just posted one picture and just put it in a box and just was like okay it's fine now um mm-hmm. so no
0: I agree because that's wrong as well like that's not going to
1: help So
0: then there's no point of doing that If you really truly Don't like think You know or believe that and just want to have like Appreciation of other people Then that is wrong Mm. Yeah Mm. So I've heard like a lot of people I don't know if it's influencers but I listened to another podcast the other day um, And they were saying um, That some people The Black Lives Matter protests That some influencers just went there to just take a picture And then just post it on Instagram and be like Look I'm there but actually not really engage in the in the movement yeah i'm like that's really wrong as well so i feel like it's great that things are out there in the media but i think it's also like with everything is a positive and a negative thing so i think like people are abusing that and be like okay let me post so i can get maybe a lot of likes a lot of followers but then they don't really believe in the movement i'm like that, that's yeah. just like why exploiting something that's very important yeah but
1: yeah i mean see, see for me like it's yeah, like if I, I I honestly I haven't been to the protest just because my brother works on the front line as a, as a doctor, and I'm I could potentially mm-hmm. have COVID. Let's be honest, and I didn't really want to like spread it amongst everyone mm-hmm. um, because he tested positive. But even if I were to go to the protest, like, I personally wouldn't put it all over social media. Like I am not one to like mm-hmm. show what I'm doing. Like I'll take like the most random Instagram mm-hmm. every couple months, like me on a run or something. Um, but I've never once posted anything like <laughs> political. Like, I've ne- I haven't posted anything about pride, like like obviously being like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, maybe because yeah, I- that's something that's
0: important to you, know.
1: Pardon.
0: Like pride, that's something that's um, important to you, I would believe.
1: No, of course it is, but I've I've never once thought that me posting on social media. I I just I've just never really been like heavily involved in social media. And maybe yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe I do need to be more apparent on it, but it's just something that I would rather do in person and discuss in person instead of over social media. Yeah, Um,
0: yeah, but yeah, no, I understand that and I respect that. So I just hope like, yeah, it would be very weird that your friend would not be friends anymore. I just like maybe give her time to calm down because she might be still very upset about this. Thing that's going on. I And it's not understand. like the killing has stopped, Like it's still continuing in America. Yeah. Like, I've, yeah, sometimes I look, look at my phone and I see, like, oh, a person has been found hanged in a tree. Yeah. And of course, they're going to say that's suicide. I'm like, that's not, it's not only one person. It's been like three, I think, that I've seen. I'm like, that's not coincidence that all of them will be hanged in a tree. And plus, if you do commit suicide, you would not do that outside when you can do it. You would not do that outside when you can do it inside. It doesn't make sense. So I feel like something bad is going on. Seems so just like this constant, like okay, we're trying to do something and change things, but then it's still this shit that's happening. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I hope that she calms down because that's yeah, you can't lose a friendship over over oh, that no, because you have different views of how to deal with things.
1: I think obviously we'll, we 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 will we will unite. It's all good. I think as you said, like she just needs. She's still angry. She's scared. She's um, upset and yeah no it'll be, yeah. it'll be fine um yeah yeah they will all be fine I I believe that it will be all fine I mean, for you guys yeah like obviously she's not fine but and she has every right not to be fine but mm-hmm. obviously with a bit of time hopefully things will just yeah. start to become more what's that I don't even know what the word is like just Equal. Like back to normal, or I mean, oh, normal. yeah, normal, equal. Was normal was never right, though, was it? Um, we just need equality, mm. yeah, 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 equality,
0: definitely, yeah, that's what we need, yeah. I hope I don't know how many years that's gonna take because obviously, I don't, since the civil rights movement, yeah, it's been so many years and it's still like shit happening, but I mean, I don't think we're gonna I hope we see it happening. We yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen in my lifetime, unfortunately.
1: No, but as long as we can maybe educate, I
0: say that. But, um,
1: I mean, you need it's it's being realistic, and as long as we can like continue uh, these movements and try and educate the younger generation, then hopefully with time and if people continue, it, it will then eradicate on all this stigma, all this unnecessary inequality and just reunite everyone mm-hmm. like, there's just there's just no need for any of this but obviously it's just so apparent Yeah, exactly and it's happening everywhere and obviously yes that was one case that fortunately got filmed on camera um but imagine all the cases mm-hmm. that happen all around the world like um yeah so yeah i mean this this year has been a uh, a cracker like it's been a nut
0: yeah this whole year because sometimes you know a lot of people say like oh they want to cancel this year um yeah I, in the beginning I said the same but I'm like when I think about it, I'm like actually like I think personally I've just learned a lot yeah because at the end of the day like I'm just with this whole COVID thing, like it's very, very horrible what's what's happening and a lot of people dying. But that's made me appreciate life much more and appreciate the small things more. Yeah. Um, because just being in lockdown is appreciate my freedom. I'm like, okay, that's something I learned. And then also with this um Black Lives Matter movement, like it's something we need a change. So I think even if this year is just horrible, <laughs> it's also like open up a lot of things for change as well. No, definitely definitely the future. yeah 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 yes 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 <laughs> okay everyone so this was a awesome discussion i have with songi it's been very very lovely speaking to you songi i hope you enjoyed to be featured on today's episode <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> yeah it's been really insightful thanks for having me. Oh. Yeah, no, anytime. Well, thank you for coming on. So, like we Songi mentioned earlier, she works for a small business called Grubby. So it's G R U W B Y, which is a plant-based recipe kit. Unfortunately, again with this COVID, when it happened, um, they weren't able to fully launch it through. But they're still working remotely and. Yeah, knocking on people's doors, if you're interested <laughs> in that. They do have, <laughs> they do have a uh, Instagram website, which is called Grubby Meal Kit. So make sure to follow that. And since all of us want to be healthy, vegan is the new thing, just check it out if you need some inspirations of how to cook. So thank you, everyone, for listening in on today's episode. Episode 5 will come out again next week. Make sure to, to um, check that date in, 12 p.m., Spotify again, and we'll see you then. We'll see you later. Bye. (laughs) Bye. I'm just trying to graduate. I'm just trying to graduate. May 17th, a queen can't wait. I'm going to take flights to Kuwait.